Holy crap, that's loud. That is loud. My bad. Uh, I don't know how to intro this one, Jimmy, because, well, it's probably going to end up on both shows. Yeah, it's okay. So, we're going to go with the OG. We don't care if you're here because you want to be here or if you lost a bet with one of your buddies. And you did. We're just glad you're here, mother truckers. Yeah, for now. You're listening to both the okayest show on the internet and the better than okayest show on the internet. Wow. The Hometown High Rider podcast and HHR Unplugged. Unplugged. That's really, really confusing, but one of these days we'll get it squared away yep. so that we can tell you about everything. Oh, yeah. All at one time, maybe. Maybe. That's a damn lie. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Big Mama had to step into that one. <laughs> we got another pretty cool episode tonight, and it just keeps getting cooler and cooler like an onion. Just layers peeling back. Yeah. Jimmy is here and me. And other than that, we are uh, castless. We are. For now. Mego has got the flu. Yeah. And Tanner had a sprinkler head bust at work. So he. Is that that like Grimacucci? No, not his sprinkler head. Oh, my bad. So I'm going to tell y'all right now because I got a feeling our guest tonight is a pretty laid back, cool cat. And, uh, probably has seen and heard a lot so i have a feeling how we always tell everybody on unplugged we're gonna set the bar we're gonna let them set the bar Mm -hmm. look man i i feel like i feel like the bar is already set (laughs) so i feel like we're gonna be all right tonight um so forewarning for everybody that uh the last episode you heard of hhr unplugged was of 12 year old waylon engel team roping sensation yeah that kid was a badass dude what up kelly harrison hey joe hedgepeth barber joe in the house he was excited that you were going to be on here jonathan so um yeah barber joe is uh barber joe goes to a lot of car shows well mainly one big one rustoberfest in missouri yeah and uh he sets up at this it's a it's a big like a rockabilly weekend dude like it's huge and like he sets up and cuts hair at the show it's pretty cool Dude, that's, that's very rad. cool yeah joe's a cool dude and i'm happy to say that i'll be guest appearing on joe's podcast on sunday a barber and a carpenter walk into a bar i think that's the name of it joe. yeah yeah no that's yeah. exactly what it is yeah i always get it wrong um but anyway without further ado do we always say uh this is gonna be a very adult episode probably of the hhr unplugged podcast yeah yeah i mean we're not gonna be drinking out of the shot glass or nothing no but you know we're gonna have a good time yeah we are we're drinking water um so no yeah yeah speak, no speak for yourself okay uh, it's got water content okay dude i can't lie to you i was out of beer <laughs> 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 i had a beer at Sweetwater, and i got here and i was like oh damn i don't got snow beer huh? no <laughs> yeah like, um, anyway so um you know what i'm just gonna do it just do it what up bitches what up motherfucker nada welcome 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 to HHR Unplugged the Podcast, episode four. Yeah. And the Hometown High Rider Podcast. I don't have that many fingers. Episode 163. And uh, welcome and thank you for taking time out of your insanely busy studio schedule this week. Um, Jonathan Jeter from Jonathan Jeter and the Revelators and drummer for the Reverend Horton Heath. What's up, man? Hello. Hello, hello, hello. It's good to be here, man. Thanks to thank you for having me. Dude, and thank you to Ryan Klein for setting this up and getting you on here before Friday night. Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. This Friday night, 
uh, Jonathan Jeter and the Revelator. Sorry, I saw something funny. <laughs> we'll be playing with Michael Summers in 30 Miles East at Silver Saloon in Terrell, Texas. Terrell, Texas. Okay, I'm sorry. It's Terrell. Terrell, Texas. Terrell? Been a, been a hot minute since I've been in Terrell, Texas. The game, is, it ain't changed. I'm not going to lie. I've driven through it, but I, I haven't been to the Silver Saloon in probably 15 years. All right. Well, if it makes you feel any better, there's still a circle. <laughs> there's still a Circle K and a McDonald's right next door. That's all I needed. Yeah. And you can still, but but if you need a bottle of water at Circle K, you got to ask them because they got to go back in the cooler and get it because the door got busted one night after your Silver Saloon night. <laughs> oh, that, 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 that's not surprising. It happens. <laughs> I'm, like, <clears throat> I'm like, why didn't y'all fix it? And they're like, because. Yeah, because it's going to happen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. and again, and again, yeah. and again. Yeah, I, I walked in there the other day when I, I went to have a meeting at Silver Saloon that I may or may not talk about tonight. Um, I'm going to talk about it tonight. Bro. I know you are. <clears throat> Man, I keep losing my voice, Ryan. We should stop kissing. Ryan gave me mono, everybody. Um, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm probably immune to it, so go ahead. Um, but anyway, I walked in and I was like, ma'am, uh, I'm sorry to bother you, but I need a bottle of water. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it would appear that your cooler door is screwed shut. <laughs> uh, Miss, somebody forgot to unscrew the door when they got to work this yeah, morning. <laughs> you, you realize this isn't the beer and it's not Sunday, right? And she's like, I got to go grab it for you. And she's like, what do you, which one do you want? I was like, uh, Ozarka, I guess. <laughs> the water flavored one. Yeah. Yeah. What was, what was really weird was like, what was really weird was like, normally I'll go for like the cheap shit. I'll get like Dasani. Yeah. Deja blue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like cranberry nut crunch fucking ale. Yeah. And she like threw me for a loop. I was like, uh, Ozarka, I guess. Like, yeah. I do y'all got circle K flavor? And it's got like black, <laughs> it's got like black dust on it. Yeah, like, you like, don't, you don't want to say that. Like them little kids walking around barefoot in circle K. Right. And getting a little circle K feet. Um, and a fried, and a fried, <laughs> and a fried burrito. That, and, and filling up their cup shut every up, once in a while, up, take a drink. Up. Let's see. Gasser Garage. Randy Jackson says, Jonathan Jeter and the Revelators are awesome. Last time I seen him play was here in Joplin with Reverend Horton Heat last fall. That was, uh, yep, that was that, uh, that was a real interesting venue. It's a, uh, it's, it's a house. It's a, like a house in a neighborhood Hell yeah. uh, in Joplin, Missouri. And so we were, <laughs> we've done it twice now and we were, we were cruising in and I'm following my, I'm driving and I'm following the GPS and I'm like, I don't know what to tell you guys. It says we're here. And Rev's like, there's no way we're here. We're at, we're at like at this house in an, in the middle of a subdivision. I'm like, I, man, I don't know. I'll call the guy. And as I'm getting my phone out, this guy comes running out and he's like, no man, you're in the right spot. And so we get there and uh, go inside and this whole house is gutted and the living room has a stage in there, uh, seating for maybe 30 people. It was a really rad show. Hell yeah. That place is really, really cool. It's called uh, the Coda Concert House in Joplin, Missouri. And how I remember all these venues' names, I have no clue. But, it's pretty uh, damn impressive because you guys travel a lot. We're about 170 days out of the year on the road. And is that with both bands or? That's just Rev. <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's just my rev schedule that yeah. is crazy dude well i know that like i've seen you guys um lone star roundup down in austin um kind of like yep. like a, uh, i think that was at austin speed shop if i remember right uh we did one there used to be jesse james's place oh yeah uh, yeah yeah um that that was that was a cool place man when it was 
when it was him and Bob Mert, that thing, that, sh- that shop was badass. Like that was just a cool ass place to be. Um, but uh, that gig was a little before my time with the band, but I do remember that. Like uh, Jesse did come out to a couple of other gigs. Yeah, that uh, that we did. Um, man, Jesse's cool, dude. Like every time you're at an event, man, he'll just come hang out with the like one of the dudes, you know. Like yeah, yeah. we've done Rot Rally a couple of times since I've been in the band, and he's been. I think he was either there, or both of them, or at least one of them. Yes, Chance Lewis, there are cuss words here this time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not a 12 year old tonight but no yeah, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta look i gotta look at the chat here and we've and we have uh we have already established where the bar is due, due to our guest yes um what we're doing chances we're getting ready for uh caleb michael and the arrested to be on yeah because that's that's just gonna be a cuss word <laughs> we're gonna call that episode the cuss word the cuss word <laughs> man i gotta uh let's see Bart Davis here asked, what year did Reverend Horton Heat start? Um, oh, damn, I didn't see that. Yeah, that man, that goes way back. Um, Jim started that band, and I want to say 86. Damn. So, yeah. I was nine. Going for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was nine. And wow. the funny thing is, is he didn't really want it to be called Reverend Horton Heat. Like, he was, he'd been playing in these other bands, and uh, a bunch of rockabilly bands, you know, around Texas. He calls it the Great Rockabilly Scare of 1983. But uh, he'd been playing with these other bands, just playing lead guitar and whatnot. And um, he had a gig in Dallas at, in Deep Ellum, which at the time was a place called Theater Gallery. Yep. And uh, and uh, Russell Hobbs that owned that was the promoter of the show, and he had booked it as just Jim Heath, but. Uh, the Dallas Observer had come out and they listed it as Reverend Horton Heat solo. And Jim was like, what the hell is this? You know, who is Reverend Horton Heat? And he was like, that's you. That's your name now. And he was like, well, I don't want that. And he was like, too late. We've already, we've already done the, uh, you know, the advertisement. So back, yeah, back then it was like, we've already printed, yeah. we've already printed the koozies, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that was, uh, that was it. That's, that's, he's, <laughs> He's been with the Reverend Horton Heat ever since. Well, Hell yeah, and dude, it honestly is a really badass rockabilly name. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But what's crazy about it is the Reverend Horton Heat is like when you think rockabilly, that's typically the first band you think of. Yes, honest, sure. honest to God, that's sure. one of the first bands you think of. Them um, are the Stray Cats. Yeah, Stray Cats. Um, yeah. Uh, Bart said, "Cool." I think it was eighty eight, eighty nine. I saw y'all in Denton a few times. That's badass. That is cool, and it doesn't date you at all, Bart. No, Bart. <laughs> Bart's a cool dude, man. He's got a Corvette. Uh, named Snow White. Bart. Bart's cool as hell. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I have to. I got to be completely honest, dude, because that's just what we do. Is the truth tree, right? Especially if we're going to put this on the OG show. Oh yeah. Um. So, listening to you guys, you know, Ryan told me to listen. I listened the day he sent me the link to you guys, and then things have just like we were talking earlier. Things have been absolutely ridiculous the last couple of weeks, and uh. So I, I busted everything back out again yesterday or day before yesterday because I like to listen to stuff before we interview somebody, you know. And uh, sure. I mean, I'm not going to remember any of the song names or anything, but you know, me either. Other than <laughs> other than, other than Beer Thirty, but that's a Rev song, so <laughs> right. Uh, and that's one of the greatest ever. Um, however, what is it? Voodoo Woman, right? For yep, that song is badass. Um, yep, that's that's an that's an old school song, man. Like that that record came out in 
I want to say 2012. So, I mean, that one's got a few years on it now. Yep. Yep. And when that record came out, I was doing more of a country rock thing than I am now. But uh, that one got kind of lumped in with, you know, I, I was really, really influenced by like the alt country bands that were coming out like, uh, you know, Wilco and um, Uncle Tupelo and Lucero and all these bands and um, drive-by truckers, you know, just this whole Americana thing that was happening. And so it was, uh, I was, I'd been a punk rock guy my entire life. And then I found, I was, you know, I found these story songs and it just really kind of drew me in. And um, so I did that, I did that project, um, started it in i think 2010 2011 and we we gained a lot of traction very quickly with that little five song ep and i sat in the top 100 on the americana charts hell yeah for, for about seven months with that and so every week i would look and it was really bizarre because i'd be like okay well ringo stars ahead of me this week but leonard cohen's right behind me or something you know and i'm just fucking blowing my it's fucking completely blowing my mind and um it, it got pretty crazy man so that during that time uh we i was super fortunate to get to play with a lot of greats like ray, ray wiley hubbard really took me under his wing at that point and i did a, a lot of really great shows with him um snake farm <laughs> it just sounds nasty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's he's a salt of the earth human being, man. That that dude has been around, seen it all, done it all three or four times. And uh, you know, he's 40. whoa crap, sorry. Oh, sorry. Just uh the the one of the biggest rock stars I've ever met in my life. And he he that dude rules. Yeah. But uh, you know, I kind of digress, but so that we gained all that traction around that time and man i i had management i had a booking agent all those things and you know i'd probably gone through 30 band members at that point to try and keep up with you know the schedule uh you know they just couldn't hack it and we'd they'd go by the wayside and we'd just keep going but uh i got back from a tour um right before christmas and i think it was I think it was that year, maybe maybe the next year. I'm not really sure. They all get kind of hazy, but uh, I know I got back right right before Christmas, and man, I was so jaded that I just I fired everybody. I fired the band, fired booking, fired management, uh, everything, and didn't play music again for a couple of years at all. Wow. Um, okay. I was just so so jaded just with done. the whole just, situation. Just yeah. Throw the papers I mean, in the air. Fuck this shit. Yeah. I'm grabbing yeah, my stapler he, and I'm out. exactly man and uh you know that's what i was doing you know a lot of construction stuff and um you know doing you know i had the ac company uh that ryan helped me out with and you know all those things and and then i started to kind of trickle back into you know dipping a toe in the water so to speak of uh doing kind of behind the scenes stuff with other with other bands like i uh i had some friends that worked for pat green and so i uh would go out you know, they would kind of go in and do fill-in stuff, like mixing monitors for, for the Pat Green Band. Or um, from there, that led to, um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the metal band Seven Dust. Yes. Absolutely. I, I, I got uh, I got a, a call this to so fill cool. in for a buddy, uh, guitar teching for, for Clint Lowry and Vinny uh, of Seven Dust. And so that turned into 18 months of, 18 months of being on the road with those guys. Uh, 
taking care of their guitars and and then that led into going to work for Reverend Horton. He'd I'd just gotten off tour with uh with with Seven Dust after that 18 month album cycle. And uh I had another tour lined up that I did not want to do at all. But I mean, we all do things for money that we don't want to do. Yeah. Twenty bucks is twenty bucks, right? Hell yeah. Uh <laughs> and the shit we'll do uh, for forty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so that's why, that's why I, Ryan I, can't talk. I had that. <laughs> so I had that. I had that coming up, and then uh, I got a call from uh, Rev's management, and they were like, "Hey, do you have any any desire to go on the road with Reverend Horton Heat?" And I was like, "Well, fuck yeah! When are we leaving?" You know. And uh, I went and met Jim that following week, and I think we left the week after that. And so I spent four years on the road with those guys, taking care of Rev's guitars, and you know, taking care of all the band's gear. And uh, started to tour manage during that time. And then over the course of COVID, the previous drummer, he uh, didn't want to do a lot of the things that we had going on because we were still doing these like or had these like, you know, remember when they were doing like limited engagement things yep. and, like uh, everything had to be intimate. Uh, yeah, close yeah. encounter. It had to be intimate, but intimate was six feet of distance between you. I exactly. High and, so, and so we uh, we had one in particular come up and of course it was Sturgis. And so, um, Rev calls me and he's like, Hey, uh, you know, other drummer isn't going to be able to do this show. So you got to play drums on Saturday. This is on a Thursday. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh shit. So, uh, we rehearsed Friday, flew up to Sturgis, did the gig on Saturday and I haven't gotten fired yet. So bonus. So I'm still here, but I'm still the tour manager. And I'm still, I still set up Jim's guitars every night. Hell yeah. Uh, so what you need to do is, yeah. is, is with you being able to do that kind of on the fly kind of shit, you, you should, if you ever get tired of touring, you should just come be part of the podcast because we do everything on the fly. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's how I'm living my life, man. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a, a question. You know, I, I promised that it would be um, not your typical list of questions. And I think this will be, this will be one that's not your typical question but also it's a it's a it's a it's a heart it's a it's a good question so you're talking about being gone 170 days a, a year plus plus the revelators right so yep. i've spent a lot of my time traveling for various reasons um i i had a a we'll call it a medium length career I don't know, eight or nine years, I was a, I was a surveyor, but I was doing 3d laser scanning and I was the first person in Texas to do it. And like the third person in the United States to do it. So I traveled everywhere. Um, yeah. like we went on this thing for shit. I don't know. We scanned every, every building owned by the GSA, by the government in, yeah. the, in the United States, it was 2,200 buildings. <laughs> wow. So we were gone for 10 days, home for four, gone for 10, home for four um Clayton our, our 16 year old was born through that time and I missed like the first two and a half years of his life and but it was what it was you know and then I went into I started selling laser scanners and I was gone four days a week every week you know um flying somewhere or driving somewhere um so I'm used to it Jimmy's never really had a no. job where he travels a lot right uh, I mean, yeah. there was one time I was a referee for a hot oil and cream wrestling show that we toured around the United States, but that was totally different. I'm talking as a, I'm talking, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking as a not fucked up young man. I'm talking as a grown man. I'm, I'm just saying. 
<laughs> so, but how, because we were talking earlier today on the phone, both of us had just gotten where we were going to go to lunch with our wives on Valentine's yep. Day. Do y'all have kids? Uh, not together. I'm on my, se- I'm on my second go around here. Me too. Me so, too. Yeah. Um, Him too. you know, yeah. I, 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 I do have two, two kiddos with, uh, with my, with my previous wife and they're, they're, they're older now. Um, one's, one's about to be 16 and one's, uh, 20 down at A&M. Yeah. And, um, so they're, they're a little bit older. And so they've, you know, their whole life dad's been, so you know okay in a band you know not right. necessarily gone all the time but uh well yeah i mean unfortunately the the dirty part of it is to say that yeah dad's been gone a lot well so here's here's my question because you know it, it's part of the it's just part of the business man like there's no choice right so um we we have found ourselves like we've traveled a little bit to some car shows and things around the country and but it's always been for like a day or two or whatever you know who yeah, we have found ourselves in this uh, new world for the shows. This predicament, um, yeah, <laughs> literally in the last twenty-one days. Yeah. Um. So, for somebody like Jimmy, or for somebody that's just getting started, say a musician, even right, like we're we're about to be traveling a lot. Um. My wife can't wait. Um. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because it's just you know, she's like Jesus Christ. I miss when you were a salesman. <laughs> um. And you were gone, but how do you and your wife do it, man? Like how, like how, how do you guys make that work when you're gone all the time? It's hard, man. You know, it's, it's, it's hard, but you know, it's, I kind of can compare like, uh, touring to kind of like an oil field job or something. You know what I mean? It's feast or famine. So like, uh, you know, you're, you're working, uh, absorbing an amount of time and then then i'm then i'm like hey surprise bitches i'm here for you know a couple of months or whatever and then uh you know then i gotta go again one thing that is very nice about playing with uh i don't really you know reverend horny's kind of a legacy act at this point you know uh jim and jimbo are both mid-60s so i mean they they are gonna want to cut it back uh so I mean I'm whoa, I'm not too mad about uh slowing down that situation a little bit, but uh you know it's hard. Yeah. It's it's uh you know, there's there's gonna be days when uh you know they they get mad just because you're not there and you know, then you got you know they gotta we've got dogs too and uh, you know, it's just a, a ton of shit for her to do when I'm not here and you know, I feel terrible about it. Um just kind of the nature of the beast though you know what i mean yeah and you know it, it, one of the things that, that's really weird and i'm just giving you some heads up on yeah no no now that i'm good so one of the things that's really weird is when you're gone for a, a long enough amount of time because like no offense homie but if we're not paying for it i'm not sharing a room right like i want yeah. like i want my own room you know because because one thing like we used to no. when we used to travel we would share rooms because we were getting paid per diem yeah, and and well, if you split a room in half, uh, if you take a seventy nine dollar Motel Six room and you split that bitch in half, dude, you're coming home with some change. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're gonna buy some toys. You know what I mean? Because like in Atlanta, dude, in twenty ten or so, dude, it was like a two hundred ninety dollar a day per diem back then because oh, wow. it was so expensive. Oh, wow. Because it was so expensive to live in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, or if you went to California, it was like a three hundred dollar a day. Yeah. Per diem. So if you could, if you could live for 45 or 50 bucks a day counting your room 
dude, you were bringing home some bank. But anyway, so you, you, we finally got to this. And I told finally, when I got older, I was like, look, man, I'll, I'll lose the extra money. Like I'm, I'm getting my own room. Cause you're with that person 24 hours a fucking day then. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Like literally you're waiting instead of waiting on your wife, who's, you know, your wife, Instead of waiting on her to get out of the bathroom, you're waiting on this fucking dude to get out from taking a shit so you can go to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. you just, it, it sucked. Mm-hmm. But when you start, like, then we started getting our own rooms and you kind of got used to it. You're out of town for so long, you get used to being by yourself. Mm-hmm. You get used to eating alone. You get used to, you know, going outstairs, going downstairs to smoke a cigarette alone. You know what I mean? Or meeting up with the guys to go to dinner or saying, no, nah, I'm ordering pizza. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then when you get home, you walk in the door and it's like you walked into Walmart on a black Friday sale and everybody's screaming and yelling and everybody needs your attention. Everybody wants something. And it takes like three days to get, and it's not their fault. No, you just, it takes you a couple of days to get reacclimated to being home, you know? Oh yeah. So those times when we were gone for 10 and home for four, mm-hmm. the last half a day was amazing with me and Brooke. <laughs> the, the first three and a half were terrible because i know i was being an asshole right but they were they were getting on my nerves well yeah like, it was my fault right but, you know it, it, it's nobody's fault you're just you're it's like being in prison and then getting out of prison yeah what you know what 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 do you mean i can do what i want you know it's, it's, right you know it's just a it, so i don't know i don't know if it's just me that was that way i don't know if it's like that for you and i don't know else. it's totally that way i mean like uh with with the pandemic the tour bus went away we went back to a van after uh just because everything got so expensive but uh before that you know traveling on in buses it would take me three or four days of being home to be able to fall asleep in a bed that wasn't moving (laughs) you know what i mean uh like you get really really acclimated to that and um it's 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 weird to, to to balance like the the circus life with like a home life and uh and there's and now it's a you know as i've gotten older you know it's it's a very definite it's a very definitive break like you know being out on the road used to be just this wild circus that was uh you know and we were all just untamable right savages basically uh road pirates but you know now it's it's very much like a bunch of adults out on the road, uh, you know, taking care of themselves out there, not, uh, you know, trying to get as much sleep as possible, trying to work out whenever we can, trying to, uh, you know, not drink too much and trying to drink plenty of water. And, you know, it's, it's, I think that like for young bands, especially like what, you know, once probably before they hit that million mile mark, you know, it's like, uh, this, um, you know, being on the road is this like super glamorous thing. And like, then, then you get a little bit older and you're like, well, it's just a necessary evil to be able to do this for a living. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I, I love, um, I love being out there. I really do. I love to travel. And I, uh, you know, people ask me all the time, Oh man, you must get to see, all kinds of stuff. And I mean, the reality is, is that, you know, I see a lot of bars, but you sure. don't, you don't see the area. You don't see the towns you go to. No, I might no. make a lap around the block or something just to get away from everybody. Like, I mean, for a total example, last, I got back from Malaga, Spain 
last Monday. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. I was, uh, I, I didn't really do anything while I was there. Like, uh, I sat in a hotel room and like waited on showtime basically. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was traveling for work, like now it was different when I was selling because my job was to entertain. Right. So my job, yeah. my job was to take customers wherever they wanted to go as long as they were going to buy a hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment at the end of the night you know right so, so i got to have a really good time with that company <laughs> um you know if i spent if i didn't spend three or four thousand dollars on a week trip then they were wanting to know why i even went yeah you know what i mean so yeah we had a blast then uh when i was traveling in the field it was drive straight to the hotel typically you'd get there at night go to bed get up the next day go to the job site work all day, go to lunch, go back to the job site, go to the hotel, grab a quick dinner or order in. And then you were done. Jeremy Huff from bears cafe. What's up, man? Um, and, and so, yeah, you never saw the towns you went to. So like now is a person that is going to get to go do this in a different way. You're going to get to see a lot because we're going to drive most of the time for a while. Yeah. We're not, not going to fly very often unless we're going to Georgia and candy's paying for it. Right. <laughs> anyway we're gonna like if like we're gonna be doing some stuff in missouri yeah um i know for a fact i'm going in may i don't know if you're going or not i'm gonna relax in the park yeah um because now talking to jason dj mays it's his show yeah. but uh hometown hot rodder is gonna have a little bit of a presence there as the og um which is dope so i'm excited for that but H- hence uh, why i need to go yeah but like yeah you don't you don't really get to see where you're going that often you know so but now it's gonna now- be a, it's going to be a little cooler now because oh, yeah. it's not like we're going to be performing, so to say. We're not going to be doing an appearance every single day right. that we're gone. We might do a couple and then come back, you know, so it'll it'll be a little bit easier, but it's still going to be rough. Yeah. Hey, uh, so I shared a comment on the screen here, Jonathan. So C-Mata there, that is, uh, oh, yeah. that is Caleb Michael and the Arrested. Um, so they want to oh, know, cool. they want to know in-ear monitors, like them or hate them? Love them. Absolutely love them. Um, that's in ear monitors changed my life. Uh, as far as being a singer goes, uh, I can hear my voice infinitely better. I don't project so much. Now I, I do use, <clears throat> I do use in ears when I play with John, the Jeter and the revelators. I do not use in ears when I play with Reverend Horton. Um, I did for a little while, uh, but I just kind of felt too disconnected from the band. I think that it works the best when the whole band is on them um, and you can kind of control your own situation, which hit me up separately and I'll be glad to get nerdy with you about that. Um, but um, I, I think that for, for a singer, uh, it makes all the difference in the world, man. That's going to save your voice night after night because you're not projecting because you can't hear yourself because this asshole's amp is too loud or, you know, the drummer's hitting too hard or, or, you know, whatever. So, right. um, and I, and I'm both those people, so I can call, well, so I, wanted, <laughs> I can call right Yeah. Now. So I wanted to ask you about that. So you're, you drum with, with Rev, um, mm-hmm. but for your band, your, your lead vocals and guitar, right? Yep. That's rad. You're, yep. like, you're like the modern day Phil Collins. Man. I love Phil Collins. <laughs> right? I, I love Dave Grohl, you know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah. And, and it came from necessity, man. It wasn't any situation where I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, because I mean, it almost comes across as kind of pretentious when like, I'm like, oh yeah, I play all those instruments, but uh, no, it's not. It, it came across 
I, it was total necessity. I grew up in, in Greenville, Texas. And, um, and I got, let's see if I can remember the timeline correctly. I got a guitar for Christmas and my birthday's in May. So like I figured out between all my friends got guitars for Christmas that year. And I was like, okay, well, I want to play in a band and we all got guitars, but nobody's a drummer. Somebody's going to have to do it. And so for my birthday in May, I got a drum set and started playing drums. It seems purely like, out of necessity. It seems like almost every good drummer became a drummer out of necessity. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted to play like with other people, that's just kind of how it had to happen. It's kind of like, it's kind of like becoming a, a first baseman in baseball. Like somebody has got to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, like it, like, like it or not, like somebody has to do it. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so you'll see there that Jimmy, that's Jimmy right here that, that did it. Um, he just tagged Joe Morgan, Pam Morgan, and Morgan Amplification. So Jimmy's uncle uh, mm. created and owns Morgan Amplifiers. Oh wow, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's Brad. A, I know. I, I can't. Okay, uh, this is gonna. We're on both shows, so I know. Yeah. I'm fixing to catch hell. I can't wait to meet your uncle, <laughs> M E E T. <laughs> yeah you'll uh he's a he's a good dude yeah i, I can't i want to meet him I, like I, I really would like to do an episode with him yeah definitely i think it'd be cool heck yeah um, Man, i i did a tour with uh surf punk greats uh agent orange and they had a, a filling guitar player on that tour and he played he had two different morgan amps that he was playing on and, that and tour, it's a, and i was and i was like oh my god those sound great they, they do they do because it's handmade like it's old school tubes like it's not electronic yeah, sure. stuff and all that but the other thing too a lot of people don't understand is that joe my uncle who who created morgan amplification he also was the guitar player for final conflict between 80 80 and 85 punk rock band so cool. yeah that's wow cool. did not know that yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool man um yeah there's Dude, we're getting to do so much cool shit with the new show. I agree. Like, I, I, I'm so happy. I got like the best of both of my my hobby worlds. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that we didn't foresee when we no, had man, a microphone but, taped to a puzzle box. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we really that is really how we started. Like for on, real on my dining room table, we both just yelled at the microphone and yeah, it, and it was a USB straight into the software. It was a plus, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that what i you know so like here's what in my head um what what are you guys doing in september <laughs> oh, fuck if i know man <laughs> that, that, that's a that's a long way away right, i know well, that i i know that i do have i have a reverend horton heat tour uh in september damn it uh i'm not sure exactly where that goes as of yet right um, on well, if we're, I, th I think it's an East Coast tour, but I, I could be totally wrong. All right. Well, we're going to look at your schedule Friday after after sound check because we're going to be there at four with y'all. Y'all. So uh, yeah. we got to cool. get we got to get or I guess I got to get sound checked also. And I'll explain that here in a little bit. But um, we'll look at your schedule. And if uh, how cool would would the Revelators be on the same lineup with Caleb Michael and the Arrested? Oh, yeah. It would be perfect. Oh, yeah. Like, Let's do it. Like that would so we've got a a a I'm gonna call it a fairly good sized car show. Yeah. It it's gonna be a good one this year. We've got a car show that we do once a year in Greenville at Greenville Sports Park. Um okay. kind of over there. Uh so you haven't lived in Greenville for a while, so I don't know how long it's been, but um off of Sale Street 
Um, and then that the whatever that little street is. Oh, it's Joe uh, uh, Leon Hackney, like Sale Street, Leon Hackney, like where the old stereo shop used to be and all that. That road that goes by the mall, the old mall. Oh yeah, over by uh, the high school and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it goes it goes back behind the high school, but there's a big sports park there now. It's got a bunch of base, sure. baseball yep. fields, volleyball, basketball. But we have leased a huge portion of it for our show this year. <clears throat> and we're going to we're going to have live music. Uh Caleb Michael and the Arrested will be there. Um, Hell yeah. and I'm still working on one or two more that fit in with their music and work for a car show and look man, whether it's, you know, obviously it'd be the Revelators, but Revelators, Rev, all that is perfect for a car show oh, and, yeah. and with what Caleb and them bring to the table. Like that'd be a cool. perfect show. So we're gonna look at schedules on Friday. Um and, and then look we're gonna, and then we're gonna find out if I can afford it. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it would be rad. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, there's people coming from all over the country for that show, so it, it would be it would be super cool. Um cool. but uh <laughs> C modest at Kenny G. <laughs> Hell yeah, some saxophone mixed in with some rockabilly and shit. Yeah. I think that was a clarinet, but cool. Kenny? Kenny G, I don't think, played a saxophone. He Whatever. played a clarinet. He blew on something. Yeah, he blew on something with his hair. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so it? so I have a question. Where are you originally from? From Greenville, born and raised. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. I, I grew up I grew up in Leonard, so um Greenville right was our Greenville was our cruise. Hey, you know that you know what we brought back, by the way? We we're bringing back uh weekend cruise nights on wesley street oh cool yeah uh, in fact it's this saturday everybody don't forget third saturday of the month oh yeah this is that this saturday night wesley street cruise night nice that means it's gonna fucking snow or rain or something yeah whatever um who knows yeah. who knows in texas yeah <clears throat> damn my voice <clears throat> that's awesome thanks ryan i'm just kidding it's just because i lost my voice a couple years ago mm-hmm. um what else dude if you don't care um, first we have to say this because, uh, if you say yes, then it's still apparently not good enough, but I've got, I've got my Pandora queued up and you may not be able to hear it on the live, but they'll hear it on the episode, um, where it will live in, it will live forever. Right. Um, cool. or, or until I quit paying, <laughs> whichever, <laughs> which, whichever, um, if you don't care, dude, I want to play, I want to play a track. Um, yeah, go for it. So they can kind of what to expect, know what to expect. Uh, this looks like it was released in 2023. I can't see you anymore, so I'm just guessing you can still see me. Yep. Um, this is uh, hard for you. Uh, yep. What is the album off of this? What's this one off of? This is a single. Uh, we're releasing a series of singles uh, throughout the, about the next upcoming year. And then uh, once we get about six singles out, we're going to release a 12-inch. We're going to press it uh, on vinyl and whatnot. So, so that's uh, something I want to ask you about because I had we met um caleb michael and chance lewis for the first time in person last weekend at a meet and greet at bears cafe and we were talking about that very thing so after we play this i'm going to ask you about something about that cool um but uh, uh if y'all don't mind if you don't mind if you're good with it we're gonna play i'm great i'm not gonna play the whole song we'll just play a little bit of it uh um, cool but this is jonathan jeter and the revelators hard for you you're probably gonna hear it this friday at silver saloon if you show up that's why i'm not playing the whole song so here we go Hard on this mountain this time of year. Man, he's got a good voice. <laughs> oh, Rusty. Is life and death out here. 
feed with it too much longer because they can't hear it so i'm sorry i don't know why the equipment's being an asshole lately but it is so yeah we'll figure it out whatever uh pause what's so weird about that is um it's on the it's on the usb channel that you guys are listening to jonathan on so i don't understand but whatever um it's probably by the way we don't own the rights to that song and facebook you didn't hear it anyway mark so eat a root um Sorry. <laughs> Maybe he turned it off. Mark? <laughs> yeah, he had to switch. He said, no, yeah. music for you. Man, we got, we they, they killed one of our live videos for playing a Barbie song one day, Jonathan. Nah, lame. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you should have hacker bird. Well, well, if he if he wants to address that, I do own the, the rights to that music, and I'm good with playing that. So <laughs> we don't own the rights to that song, but Jonathan's our homie now. So yeah, Jonathan, yep. Jonathan's part of the family now. So eat shit, Mark. Yeah, so when I go live on Friday <laughs> and all that, I'll just go, hey, just tell him, and he'll go on mic. You have to go, hey, uh, I own the rights to this, so they can use it. <laughs> hey, hey tell, yeah, cool. Tell, Tell me, that, tell me that when I get ready to introduce them on Friday them and Michael that I won't go. I don't own the rights to this music, but yeah, um, <laughs> I so, do. <laughs> yeah. So I got to find out for sure. But Michael Summers is from somewhere in Hunt County, I believe. I'm not. Sh- I, I don't think that I've ever met Mark. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, my my bass player, Brandon Callies, he still lives out in the area. He lives in Roy City. And so he. Yep. He kind of set this whole thing up. Um, so yeah, I actually that's kind of how we how we're gonna be there for this thing. Yeah, I actually met Brandon last weekend at Sweetwater Grill. Um, cool. He, I know he does a lot of stuff with uh, Truth Tall Tales and Whiskey podcast. Yep. And uh, we hung out. And I I met Corey and Josh, and then met Brandon, and he's a cool cat, man. We go back twenty something years. We've been playing music together for a very very long time. So uh, damn that dude's doing something right because he doesn't look old enough to be doing that that long. <laughs> yeah man yeah we uh we both were you know um products of greenville high school and um uh, playing you know growing up playing music there and um been been best of friends for many 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 years and we got a lot more years to play music in that stuff absolutely dude that's so cool and uh so this whole thing about uh singles right mm-hmm. so i was talking to caleb and I was like, so when when is when is an album gonna drop? You know? And he goes, dude, it's not where it's at anymore. And I was like, okay, explain that to me. And he said, and I want to get your opinion on this. He said, with streaming, yeah, with you know, Pandora, Spotify, Apple, blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. 
dropping an album now is actually counterproductive because you flood the market with yourself at that one time and your songs don't get the plays that they get when you release them one at a time. So, so in other words, you release one and when people get bored of it, you release another in theory, basically. Yeah, no, but I, I like theory. that idea because you don't have, you don't have 12 songs see, that are I, being judged. See, and I absolutely hate that idea because I miss going to the record well, store and buying albums. Well, can we now, do that now anymore? I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I, I like, I, you know, I want to read the liner notes. I want to see the album art. Yeah. I want to, I want to read where they recorded it. I want to see who all that, you know, but, but the, you know, the real, the realization is, is that the average music consumer now uh, doesn't have the attention span to do that anymore. Uh, you know, with, you know, and I hate to sound like a boomer or whatever, but uh, you know, with, with the, uh, development of TikTok and instagram reels and all these things you know people are getting you know they're they're getting their music from uh from you know those are the outlets that they're they're, they're getting their music from now and so like the the attention span of the average consumer is so short that uh that that it's kind of developed into a whole paradigm shift i think in in the industry where you know labels they want to see that you have a whole album's worth of material yes because they would rather put out a whole album but as a independent musician you know it just doesn't make it doesn't make sense to do that um you know when you're when you're when you start chalking up the the financials of recording a whole record versus a single you're like okay well this makes way more sense to, yeah, to do. I can see that because what's the average production cost of a single? Like, like from beginning to end, what's the average production cost? Is it ten grand? Is well, it? Uh, I mean, it could be. You know, it really all depends on you know which route you go. I mean, I've been super lucky to be uh, really dear friends with a bunch of recording engineers that have kind of taken me under their wing, and so. Uh, you know, whenever I go record something, you know, like I was just telling you, I've been in the studio for the last few days, but yeah. we, I've been engineering it myself in there in my buddy's studio. And so like, uh, you know, for, for me, my production cost is so much lower than what it is for, uh, a lot of people. But I mean, you know, there's, there's studios out there. I've got a great buddy that works at the studio, modern electric in, uh, in Dallas. And I mean, they did. You know Joshua Ray Walker and the Texas Gentlemen, all these these huge bands that are really making traction right now. But uh, you know the the average cost of being there is like, I mean that's just studio cost is like a thousand bucks a day. So I mean it it really adds up pretty quick. Jesus. That's not that's just the cost of being in there. That's not paying your guys or right. uh, you know mixing, mastering, artwork. Uh, you know. Um, promotion i mean there's just so much to the whole situation so it's, it's a matter of like trying to find you know how to navigate it like what's gonna work and like you know there there's, there's so many online resources now where you know before it was well you have to hire this radio promoter well you know if you have any any kind of like tossed with you about the music business you can kind of dig in and be your own radio promoter or you know you can write your own bio or you used to have to pay somebody to do that right so that's one thing that i've been really fortunate to do is to have people around me that i've been able to kind of like learn from and so now I, we're, we're a very in-house situation brandon callies does all our artwork 
uh, and most of our photography, his wife does most of our photography and, uh, you know, we manage our own website. We do our own recording. Um, and so that, that's how it's helped us keep, uh, that's why we're still here, I guess, you know, with, yep. without, um, you know, going, Oh, well, I blew a bunch of money and I'm, I'm freaked out and I'm out now. <laughs> you so, know what I mean? So, so <laughs> yeah. So we do the same thing. Like, um, we know other podcasters that they pay people to to edit, produce, engineer, put everything together, put it out there. And man, I'll be honest, we we couldn't afford it when we started. So I yeah. I taught myself, <laughs> and it's probably wrong, but it, it gets out there. I mean, then it's not wrong, you know what yeah, I, mean? I mean? And that's kind of how I feel about about you know music too. Is uh, you know I I've never been actually sat down and taught how to write a song, but. Uh, you know, I taught myself how to do it, and it seems to work. I mean, right now with the OG show, people in 46 countries are going, man, this sounds like shit, but these guys are funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I think 46 countries is a real testament of what you're doing. You know what Maybe I mean? so. Thank you. Yeah, maybe and, so. And, and I, I, I love the idea of, um, you know, a grassroots following, man. That's something about that, like, you know, teaching yourself how to do something and and making it happen is is – it's super rewarding to me, you know what I mean? So, and I, I, but for real though, I mean, I think if, if people in 46 countries are listening to your, to your podcast, I think that that's definitely a testament that, you know, that you're a go-getter and that's pretty badass. To me. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that, man. For real. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Uh, Leslie. Hello. Uh, we're not ignoring you. It's just hard to keep up with all these comments. Um, Chance said, uh, Kobe, uh, Caleb Michael and the arrested 2850 per single, including mastered off site. And then he said, "Plus artwork, plus a radio promoter, if needed, is what there's yeah. is what it's costing them." So, three grand. You know, I don't know what it pays once you get up, like once you are actually somebody, um, and people actually download your shit. Right? <laughs> we get a lot of downloads. It just doesn't pay yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how long it takes to recoup that three grand. You know what I mean? Um, but it, so that, but that makes sense then to let that single ride out until you see the, you see the curve start to dip a little, um, because you make as much as you can off of that single and then use that money to make the next two later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you skip that next one and you, you know, cause you've already, that, well, one, that one should already be know, out. So in today's market of you know recorded music i i don't know that you're ever gonna recoup any kind of money from uh you know any streaming and whatnot but i think that you know that streaming will get your guarantee your live guarantee up you know and that's 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 the whole gist of of the the touring paradigm now is like you know i you know there's no there's not really so much mailbox money coming at you anymore like you know like it was in the before streaming took off, you right, know, for master right. and all that stuff, you know? So, uh, it's, it's really about just getting on the road, man, uh, and, and playing shows and, you know, that's the unfortunate situation. I mean, yeah, maybe chance. some people can figure out how to monetize recorded music. Uh, but I mean, I, a lot of the guys that I know don't, haven't been able to figure that out. Well, in this, chance in this just climate. Yeah. Chance just said the same thing. He said money is in touring and merch. Hopefully. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's, that's it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, you got to figure out how to, at that point, you know, it's like, how do you not necessarily cut corners, but like cost effectively do it because you don't want to, you want to give the best show that you possibly can. Um, 
but not cut those corners. But, you know, at the same time, like, how can you do this cost effectively and, you know, fit into a budget? And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a whole different wild west out here now than it, than it was even, you know, 15 years ago when I was running around the, the country doing this. Well, man, I can tell you this. If, if um, you want to talk about being budget friendly, <laughs> if, if, if this show and me are the ones that are promoting and announcing you guys and stuff on Friday. Yeah. That's like eating ramen. <laughs> little fried now spam yeah but at least, I get to, at least i get to, to watch there. at least i get to be inside the building when i watch this time right <laughs> um with no hat we'll get to that later yeah um not today but no later <laughs> yeah. um so Let's say this Friday night, because there are people on here that will be there because we have been sharing cool. the crap out of this for you guys and for Michael. Um, how many how many songs can we expect out of your set? You know, I to be honest with you, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know how long that we're going to be playing, but I I can tell you that out of our show, we we're not we're not real into talking, uh, you know. For a lot of people that have never, you know, most people have never seen us before, so they don't really give a shit like where my head was at when I wrote this song. So right. I would rather I would rather the song speak for me rather than me speak for me, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So we, we we try to cram as many songs into the time that we have as possible. Um, that's just kind of how we do it. I mean, if we if we play for, you know, forty five minutes, we're gonna we're gonna cram. 12, 13 songs in there. Holy crap. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's badass. Okay. Got to ask this because, look, you guys are playing at a at a bar that's inherently a country bar, right? So I got to ask this just because, and I don't mean country ones, but one of what what's one of the biggest things that artists do at country bars? They play covers. Yeah. Are you guys going to play yeah. any, you're going to play any covers? Uh, we're going to play one and it's not going to be a country one. <laughs> I, oh, I figured nice. that. No, 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 I, no, I figured that. I figured y'all would play yeah. like red, red wine or something. Uh, we got, uh, we, we got, we've got a Bruce Springsteen cover coming. Yes. Uh, that's, Hell that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's about it, man. <clears throat> we're, we're not real into doing cover tunes. So, uh, uh, yeah. we've got kind of a, a deep Springsteen cut that we made our own. And, um, that's going to be the one. I like it. I, I like it. Oh yeah. I, dude. So even if it's a song that I've never heard, I would so much rather, I, and I know that I'm 100% in the minority of this statement. Okay. I would much rather go watch a band and hear their originals, even if I don't know the music. Yeah. No, like, I agree. Like they, there seems to be this, there seems to be this, uh, this thing where, well, if I don't play Amarillo by morning, nobody would dance. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Bullshit. If the music, if the music hits you the right way, you'll dance. Whether oh, yeah. whether you know what they're saying or not. But I'm I'm just by looking at you and talking to you, I'm gonna assume you're a you're a Gen Xer like we are. Yep. Okay, so for us, like it was all about the bass and we didn't give a shit what they were talking about when we were driving around, right? <laughs> exactly. Like if it was if it was knocking windows down, we didn't care. We didn't care what they were saying. <laughs> they they could have been hating every single one of us and our ancestors and we didn't give a shit. Oh yeah. If it hit hard, we were cool with it. <laughs> damn right and that's why our dads and grandpas hated us <laughs> turn that bass off yeah turn that shit off my dad used to always <laughs> say every every morning i'd start listening to something real low and my speakers were up against his wall 
and I'd and I'd hear boom, 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 turn the bass off, and I'd had to hit my bass button. <laughs> Your bass boost. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> had to unbass boost it. Yep. Yeah. Uh Chance wants to know. Uh, okay, Chance, but if he gives you a price on this, you gotta come to you gotta come Friday night. Uh Chance wants to know how much to do endless love cover. Oh man. There's a number. Not- there is a number. I promise there's a number. <laughs> told you I don't, we, know. I, don't, I don't know what that number would be. <laughs> I, I, I told you I told you this was an unconventional show, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that'd be funny as hell. Right. They, we've got we've got a pretty odd couple of days coming at us tomorrow. Trees, uh, I, man. Well, I, well, at three links right across the okay. street from trees. Okay. Uh, we're we're playing with this uh German surf rock band, the Messer Chups. Um and then some dear friends of ours, Jay Isaiah Evans and the Boss Tweeds. Uh, Isaiah plays in a band called the 40 Acre Mule. It's straight ahead, like rock and roll, uh, very like Little Richard kind of thing. Check those guys out if you're not hip to that. They, they're really badass. Uh, okay. Pretty, kind of, stoked, pretty stoked about that one. Um, okay. The hometown hot rodder version of me has to bring up the, the irony of, of called 40 Acre Mule, and you brought up Little Richard. That's kind of funny. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry. that's gonna be a, that's that's gonna be a ripping show, and then uh, Friday night, super excited about that one, and then and then I go straight into two nights with Reverend Horton Heat. So, uh, um, where at? God dang it! Uh, uh, Saturday down in Tomball, Texas, yep. and then uh, Sunday at the Moody Theater in Austin. Oh, wow. um, for the Ameripolitan Awards, it's a Dale Watson's thing. Oh, that'd be awesome, dude. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. I think uh, like Junior Brown will be there for that. Um, Super I've, Suckers. I mean, it's going to be hell pretty, yeah. Uh, Have you ever seen Junior Brown live? No. I, oh, I man, hope, he's awesome. I hope Junior Brown lives to be 125 so that everybody can have a chance to see him live. Yeah, I haven't yep. been to very many concerts in my life. Junior Brown is killer live. He's like, amazing. Yeah, it is one of the coolest live shows that I've ever been to. Um, I've gone to some weird shows that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, yeah, he rips, man. I, 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 any chance I can see Junior, I, I really uh, enjoy it. I bet he's pretty fun. I bet he's pretty fun to hang out in the green room with too. He's a pretty dry character. Yeah. He's just been doing it, doing it for so long. You know, uh, him and his wife Tanya are, are very sweetheart people. Um, and you know, and I just mentioned Dale Watson. I, I, I love him and his Same. wife Celine to to death, man. They're amazing people. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be fun. What about so inside Reverend Horton Heat? You're pretty much the baby of the band, aren't you? I bring the average age of the band way down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, is, so the yeah. real, so the real reason that Jonathan plays drums for Reverend Horton Heat is because he's the only one that can keep that kind of physical activity going that long. Well, I mean, uh, the, the I have a hard time keeping up with those guys, man. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, you know, Rev is still standing on the base night after night and uh, just crushing. Uh, he, he gets it 110 every night, and so does Jimbo. It's, uh, you know, to, to play with those guys at such an intense rate of speed because, I mean, you know, it, I mean, they're like punk rock songs. We're, we're like going for it every every night. You know, they're super fast. We're, you know, the average song is probably 180 bpm you know it's they're they're all fast and you know we're doing it for 90 straight minutes every night six nights a week when we're on the road god almighty damn 
So yeah, those guys, those guys are machines. So what's funny is like we've you know we've recorded, I think our records three episodes in one day. Yeah. Um. And yeah. man, I'm telling you, by the time we get done with it, I I, I can barely talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and then when I do and that, a, that that takes a lot. Shut up, Jimmy. And then when I do a 12 hour car show, yeah, and I'm moving around and I'm trying to interact with people and do things. It it it's tough it is and then when we had the racetrack <laughs> dude i would climb the walls and yell at people oh yeah um, yell at the racers tell them that the car show was next week these people came to watch drag racing like <laughs> so and and i was just constantly talking and yelling and you know, oh yeah and man you come home and you don't have a voice anymore no. um and you know it, it's just crazy how that I'm I'm just still looking at the 180 beats a minute of him flailing his Dude. freaking arms for 93 minutes. So I'm gonna do one more. Well, I have, I gotta ask I gotta ask this before I put it on the internet later. Um, since you're in the band, can I have permission to play some rev real quick? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Play some rev. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so one of my absolute favorite rev songs is Beer Thirty. Yes. Um, I don't know what it is about Beer Thirty, but it's one of my favorite songs. Um, it could be the party get naked part. I don't know, but it's one of my favorite songs. Do y'all do y'all still play that like now? Uh, I I have played that song one time in the last almost four years. So give <laughs> to us, be honest with you. so give us yeah. one that you play because I wanna I wanna find one that I wanna play one that they can hear you. Well, there's a there's a new record out of covers. It's called uh, Roots of the Rev Volume One. There's a song by a Dallas guy, Gene Summers, who is a 50s rockabilly dude. Uh, the name of the song is uh, School of Rock and Roll that we do. Uh, I play drums on that song. Um, okay. That's that's my only cut on Let's recorded cut with those guys so far. School of... Let's see. I'm digging for it right now, man. Sorry. Um, no, good. School of Rock. Hopefully it's on Pandora. Um, I'm sure. Rock and roll. There, you know how many songs there are there? Let's see. Reverend. There you go. Got it. Um, I just had to. I just had to drill a little further down, dude. That's a cool album cover too. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, yeah, it is. The you know the the artist that did that was it's it, when you listen to the record the way and Rev recorded this himself, uh, like engineered it and it's. Um, except for five songs that we did with uh, actually at Dale Watson studio in Memphis, but uh, for the, the bulk of it, Rev did himself. Um, and it was, it's very authentic sounding. It's very fifties rock and roll. Um, well, I'm going to play a little touch of it. If that's okay. Cool. If that's okay. Yeah. Um, and then I don't want to keep you a whole lot longer, man. You're at home. So give us one second here. Let's see if we can make it happen. Black people, rock on the desk, rock and roll work is what they're 
working? Yeah. How how's that how's that freaking possible? So it was working that time. Awesome. Well, good. I'm glad it was working then. So I'll be damned. Yeah. That's wild. Dude, killer, killer song. Yes. Um cool, man. So how does how 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 do Rev and Jimbo feel about you having the revelators on top of everything that y'all are doing? they they love it. They get excited about it. Uh, they come to my shows. Uh, cool. Yeah, they, it's it, yeah. There, there's no uh, animosity about that at all. I mean, they. Um, I know where my meals come from. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so, Absolutely. Uh, you, you know what I mean? So uh, they they think it's cool. They they understand. I mean, uh, you know, we're all three of us are are artists. You know, and we have to scratch that itch to get stuff out i mean jim does solo shows too um jimbo had a side project for a little while i mean it's just um you know we've all got all, all got a bunch of irons in the fire rev's got uh he's got a uh a record label that he's putting records out on uh, nice. that 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 Rips of the rev rap album is out on fun guy records and then he's got some other ones there's this great guy out of oklahoma jimmy dale richardson uh that he's been putting his records out um so he's got a little bit of a catalog going now um of you know pretty authentic uh rockabilly stuff so it's pretty cool good for him dude so yeah. um so you'll see a comment down there from a bradley wayne jackson um says now we're talking makes me want to slick my hair back and go race some tri fives do it so i'm gonna tell you um there's a there are a few of our of our followers listeners fans whatever the hell you want to call them we're we still have a hard time calling them fans because they've been with us since the beginning. So they're more like brothers and sisters. Um, and, uh, there's a few of them that are damn good ride or die. They'll follow you forever after tonight. Um, I'm telling you right now, Brad Jackson's damn sure going to follow you. If he's not already, if he hasn't already clicked the button while we're talking, he's going to same with Joe Hedgepeth. Um, these guys are going to, they're, they're going to follow you guys and don't ever say anything that might end up embarrassing. Because if you do, Brad Jackson's going to make a meme of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there, there might be something of a cartoon-looking thing of somebody, like their arm's about to fly off doing 180 beats per minute, and, you know, it, it, it'll it be courtesy of Brad Jackson. So he said, I think I do follow Sweet. him. So, uh, nice. Yeah, Brad. Brad's going to be down here um, in September. He lives in Kentucky. Um, <clears throat> shit. He's going to be down here in September for Dragon Destroy Showdown, so. Very cool. <clears throat> um, all right, man. Well, I, I don't want to keep you a whole lot longer. Um, this is about half as long as one of our normal episodes. Um, but I don't want to keep you much longer because, man, you're, you know, you're, you're home. And uh, your wife's probably sitting there going, man, will this dude just stop? Right. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to make sure that, like, is there anything else you want to tell anybody about before I go into a little bit of a thing I want to talk about? Um, but if there's if there's anything you want to you want to make sure that people know about, dude. Man, you know, it's just uh, I would love for anybody to follow Jonathan Jeter and the Revelators on social media. Uh, we're out, we're out there on everything: Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, th- all that would be greatly appreciated. Um, uh, the Bandcamp page you can get there from the Instagram page and the Facebook page. Uh, it's got merch, new merch stuff up on there, uh, song downloads. That's about it, man. Well, I'm gonna say that I know we talked about both bands, but I think that's because I wanted people to know, know, you know how how much range you've got. You know what I mean? Um, it it definitely. I, I hope it wasn't 
you know, one sided. I, I hope we're 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 here this week to support the Revelators. Um, but I wanted everybody to know your we'll call it a pedigree, I guess. Um, that dude, this guy's been doing this a long time and, and y'all need to make sure that you come support his band. Like you being the front man is gonna be really cool now that I know the whole story. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's badass. And I wanted to make sure they knew the whole story so that they knew how cool it would be for you being the front guy for your own band. That's badass. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> and and you're taking you really are taking two different styles and and making your own your own style, you know, your own lane. And that dude, that's hard to do, especially when you're still with the other band. Oh yeah. Like you've got a you've got two different switches you gotta flip, kind of like we do right now with two shows. Like there's there's gotta be two versions of us, you know. Um Hometown Hot Rodder, they're characters that we've created and unplugged is the real us. So, you know, it's it's tough, you know. Um, I know it's tough for us. It's hard to figure out which ones we're supposed to be what day. The, it's yeah. hard It's hard for me to figure it out. Like if I show up in Dickies and Dunks, they're going to kick me out of Silver Saloon on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it. it's just so that's it's damn impressive from from people that are trying to do a similar thing, but in a different lane of entertainment, I, I promise you, you've got our respect. For oh that. yeah. No, thank you very much. Um, and you're going to see me act like a, jack- you. you're going to see me act like a jackass Friday night, but um, just to try to get everybody pumped up for y'all, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. yeah um, I appreciate that. Now, um, if you've got just a few minutes, I'll make this quick. I just have something that um, I feel like I need to announce. Like I said, the official announcement's coming Friday, but a lot of these people won't be at Silver Saloon Friday. Um, like I said, we're not going to get anybody uh, jumping and going to the airport and and coming to watch. I mean, they're just not coming from Africa. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> so here's what here's what I would like to announce for for Jimmy and I um, for HHR Unplugged, the new show. Um, I spent two and a half hours yesterday with Alex and Marco from Silver Saloon. We had a two and a half hour meeting. Um, and according to Barbara Joe Hedgepet, that's a long ass meeting with a bar owner. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said, usually they're a 10 minute deal and you're out the door. But, uh, this was a two and a half hour meeting where we talked about a lot of things. Um, we are going to be doing a lot of promoting for silver saloon. And I did some videos to tease the other day. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of promoting none of y'all's business. What the agreement was that we worked out. So don't ask cause it's none of your business. Um, if I'm not sleeping next to you or recording with you, it's none of your business, but, um, shut up, Jimmy. Um, (laughs) but, uh, one thing that's come out of this, uh, it was, I was walking into the bar and it's always, Joe and I were talking about this. It's always weird when you walk into a bar and it's empty. Like when you walk into an empty bar, it's like a completely different place that you've never been in your life. Right. Like it just looks different. So I'm, I'm always, every time I go in there, I'm always looking around because there's something new that I never noticed before. And I've been in that bar a hundred times in the past. Well, I was looking and I was like, Hmm, I didn't say a word. I just, we went to the office, we had our meeting and all that at the end of the meeting where we agreed on the first thing that the thing that I was there to talk about, right. We sealed that deal up. I'm a handshake cat. We shook hands. I'm good. Um, somebody in my life is not going to like me doing handshake deals anymore, but whatever. Um, then I was like, all right, well, I had one more idea and that idea came to life and they were fired up about it. So like you were talking about how things have changed with streaming and whatnot and, and things are just kind of going in a modern direction with music, right? Mm -hmm. They recognize the value of podcasting to promote their venue and the, the artists that are coming to their venue. 
they've they've recognized that there's probably a not a need, but it is probably valuable to have, correct? Um, and I mean, because like I just said, I mean, they can download they can download Jonathan Jeter and the Revelators in, you know, they it, they won't understand the shit, but they can download it. Um, so you can get people's music all over the world now. So when I was talking about not liking that, how that's happened, I actually love it. Well, yeah, because if you can't afford a world tour where your music can, um, and, yeah. and, and, and you can go to the post office and ship a t-shirt if somebody buys one in Sweden. Right. So, yep. so that, that in that aspect, the internet has made music wonderful because now you can share it with the whole world. Well, with this new show, we want to share this show with the whole world. Yeah. We want to share Jonathan Jeter and the Revelators with the whole world. Everybody. Don Lewis, out of Inc., Waylon Ingle, a 12-year-old rodeo. Any Anybody we interview on this show, we want to share them with the whole world. That's why we're here. Yeah. Um, the thing is, we're going to go, we're going to start recording HHR Unplugged once a week. Well, we're going to do it twice a week. Once once a week here in, you know, home base. Um, but we're going to start recording once a week, um, probably on Tuesdays when the bar is empty. Um, from Silver Saloon. So it's oh, going to cool. be, it's going to be, let's say it's Jonathan Jeter live from Silver Saloon presented by HHR Unplugged, right? Well, we're going to do that. And then as soon as that um, proves its worth, um, there's going to be another two and a half hour meeting. <laughs> um, and we are going to, hopefully it'll be us. I'm pretty sure it'll be us. Um, we are going to create another podcast because <laughs> we need another one, right? Um, we're going to create another podcast called the Silver Saloon Podcast presented by HHR Unplugged. So, um, you know, sometimes people like idiots, man. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I yeah. wish you the absolute best of luck, man. That's pretty badass. To I, I appreciate get that. Get out there and be kicking ass. I appreciate it, man. It's uh, like I said. 24 days ago, we'll say three days before the first episode came out, we had never even entertained the thought of being in this, in this lane. No. So, uh, yeah, no, we've been working hard for the last 20 days, buddy. I promise. Um, Hell yeah. so that everybody knows if you're wondering why, well, yeah, how long is that going to last? How are you going to have time to do that with your job and blah, 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 blah. Well, I, as of yesterday, have officially made myself, uh, an employee of something that I can drop and fly to wherever I need to go on a, 10 minute notice if I have to. So that's how, um, Great. no longer tied down by schedules. Nope. Um, <laughs> but also not tied down by a big paycheck. So we got to hurry up and get this shit going. <laughs> 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 um, but the, the real cool part for me, because I'm a, I, I love music. It's just something that we never really talked about on the OG, right? Corey Bullman. What's up, big dog CTB media, go check him out. And we got some big news coming with him as well. So go check out Corey Bullman. Um, great AV guy, Jonathan, if you need one. So I can hook cool. you up um, if Brandon needs help. <clears throat> and they know each other. Um, but anyway. Excellent. Um, you know, the cool thing to me is that, dude, we're going to get to be with, we're going to get to be like up close and personal with music all the time. Yeah. And like, we're not like fangirls. So we're not going to bother you guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, buddy, hey, we signed this for my niece. Like, that's not us. No. Man. No. Um, and, and hang, you know, and at the same time, you're like, you know, I don't, you don't want to be disrespectful and not ask for it. Like, it's not because I don't want it. It's because I don't want to bother you for it. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but we're, 
we know how to handle ourselves away, you know, with people and, and we've got friends in other industries that, you know, they've got fangirls. Yeah. Um, we just, you know, we're just, we just want to, we just want to hang out with y'all and, and introduce the, the guy. Um, and it's so doing the show from, from silver saloon is going to absolutely separate the way interviews are done. Yes. You know, because, Hey, let's say we've got an up and comer, right. And let's say Alex and Marco hear them play when they bring their acoustic and they play for us. Yeah. And next thing you know, man, they're booking events. Yeah. Yeah. So there could be some cool shit out of this dude. And I'm excited. Um, That's rad. Like coming up pretty soon. Our very, it won't be at silver saloon. This will be at an undisclosed location, but our very first full band, full instrument interview We'll be with Caleb Michael and the arrested. Hell yeah. Oh, very um, cool. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, I hope we don't screw it up. But, uh, <laughs> but man, <clears throat> excuse me. God dang it. This has got to go away by Friday. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but it's uh, becoming your new MO. <clears throat> no shit. Uh, <laughs> listen, Brad said, Did I mention I wish I lived closer to Texas? <laughs> he, he was wanting to know if, uh, if you're willing to sleep next to him. Well, hell yeah. And that's what Brooke said. <laughs> and you know what? He plays guitar so he can put me to sleep. Dang. There you um, go. But uh man, I'm excited. I'm excited for Friday because Terrell, Texas is gonna see something that they aren't used to seeing. Mm-mm. And it's gonna be interesting to put a rock and roll band in Silver Saloon. So we'll see uh we'll see how that goes over. It well, could be like a turd and church. I don't know. No, nah. it'll, it'll be fun. We'll have fun with it one way or the other. I'm making yeah, a shirt. Yeah. You just made a t shirt for me, turd and church. That's what hey, that's I'm what just, HHR unplugged is. I'm just gonna go out here on a limb and go between sets, they're playing Tootsie Roll. So I mean, we're yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Well, first they're gonna play Brian. Well, yeah. Then they're gonna play Tootsie Roll. So that's just yeah. bad to worse. Yeah. Um, but line, line line dancing to rockabilly could be kind of cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look! I told you. Look at that last comment. Mm, I can't. I'm gonna let Jonathan look. Don't read it. That's there. We go. Bring it on. <laughs> turd and turn beam coming. Yeah. I love it. Um, and yeah, you got to sign the turd though. It's got to say Jonathan Jeter on it. Um, will do. But uh, and then and then you can sign it again on the wall. Well, man, I don't. <laughs> Oh, no, we're recording tomorrow. Tomorrow night, guys, Taylor Hughes from Nashville, Tennessee. All right. Go follow her on Taylor Hughes Music. She'll be on here. I was about to say we might come to Deep Ellum, but we do have an episode. We'll Um, see you on Friday. Oh, yeah. Damn right, dude. And if you guys, look, man, if you ever need anything, you got my number. Text me whatever you want to do. We're going to let you bounce and go spend time with the wife on Valentine's Day. And uh, we're going to do a little housekeeping, guys, and then we'll jump off as well. So, Jonathan, dude, for real, thank you. Um, we appreciate you thank being you. here and, uh, Ryan, thanks, guys. Ryan, if you're still watching and the NyQuil hadn't kicked in yet, man, thanks for hooking us up, dude. I really appreciate it. <laughs> He's probably laying on the table. By the way, go to apexbootco.com, <laughs> shop for your boots, enter the keyword hometown in the coupon code and, uh, get 50 bucks off your pair of boots and the waffle's still going and you, some bitches need to buy some tickets. So there's right. There's right. All right, my dudes. I hey, will man. see y'all on Friday. Right, man. Jonathan, thank you, bro. Can't wait. Right. Thanks y'all. All right, man. Bye. Hell yeah. That was badass. Dude. Ryan, thank you. By the way, Ryan, you were right. Jonathan's a cool motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Finally, you're right. And yes, we. I'm kidding. And yes, guys, we cussed on this episode. Well worth it. It's a rock band. Dude, I, I, I slimmed down my fucks. So did I. I actually don't think I said it. I slimmed mine down. Just now. I slimmed mine down a lot from dating to now. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I'm in trouble. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. Damn. Happy Valentine's Day, babe. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, look, man, uh, that was rad. Yeah. That that was cool. Yeah, that's 
Dude. Wow. Um, I, I, I can't wait. And I hope everybody's excited about the Silver Saloon podcast thing. Um, the official announcement comes Friday, but like I said, there's a lot of you guys that will see it Friday, yeah. but there's more of y'all that won't. So I felt, I felt it needed to come out today. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, and Marco and Alex, I hope y'all aren't mad that I did that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Waylon has an official count on Fox. <laughs> yep. Two. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Chance just called you out. Yeah. No. Chance, call me tomorrow. We need to talk. Yes. Um, I don't know if I got anything else. No, I don't have anything. I don't either. Uh, hey, everybody local to uh, this part of town, uh, that would be east of Dallas. Um, head over to Sweetwater Grill, man. Uh, Zach Romo's up there till 11 or 12 o'clock doing open mic night tonight. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I gotta, I'm got. i going to go up there and see him. Okay. Um, but yeah, so come see me at Sweetwater. Hell yeah. Um, oh, it's Valentine's. I might ought to stay home. Yeah. Well, we'll see. She's probably already asleep. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, God dang it. Dude, I don't. It's been a lot today. Matlock. <clears throat> yeah, no shit. I don't understand, man. Let's see here. Ba, 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 da. So since we're gonna release this to H H-H- or the, the OG, yeah, um, we gotta we gotta handle. It. You still can't do your normal thing. No, I'm not. That's too dirty. I know. Uh, you could be like Valentine's loving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure you give your loved one a pearl necklace for Valentine's Day. How was that? I mean, as always, be sure to like, follow, and share the Rylan Strong Network. <laughs> Go to RylanStrongNetwork.org. Um, check out our events coming up and uh, dates for the third annual Rylan Strong Car and Bike Show, October 5th at the Red Barrel Bar and Grill in Dublin, Texas. Dublin. Um, lots of cool things, lots of cool music. Cannot talk about the headliner yet because I don't know if it's official. Right. But it's dope. And uh, Caleb Michael and the Arrested will be there as well. Hell yeah. So um, I'm really excited about all that jazz. Special thanks to Inky Blinders Tattoo, Bad Idea Customs, Cheater Slick Culture, JCA Photography, Pops Classic Car Photo Resource, Richard Big Dick Johnson of High Rod Haven, Rev Limited Off-Road, thank you Ryan Christenberry, Shift and Shutter Photography, Texas Phoenix Boutique, Wicked Clover Tattoo in Dublin, Texas, Cats Automotive, HPP Racing, Bears Cafe, Hashtag Mini Movement, Twisted Wrench, Twist Tammy's Twisted Tumblers, <sighs> Specialty Automotive, Apex Boot Company, BMF Customs, Streetcar Chronicles, and Silver Saloon. Dance Hall in Terrell. Terrell, Texas. Anyway. Wow. Thought I'd roll through that real quick. Dude. Was that pretty good? I've, I've never had I've seen so much in your mouth nah. recently. Just when I throw those out there, thank you so much to all of our advertiser sponsors. Thank um, you. Once again, make sure you're following Bears Cafe in Sanger, Texas. Yes. Second Saturday of every month, meet and greet, M-E-A-T, because they sell meat. Yes. Um, with yours truly, the Hometown Hot Rodders and HHR Unplugged. Hell yeah. Listen. Come see us Friday, please. Please come see us Friday. Um, Silver Saloon, Terrell, Texas is where it's at. Jonathan Jeter and the Revelators, as well as Michael Summers and 30 Miles East. <clears throat> damn it. Dude. You know, no one would notice it if you didn't go, damn it, right I afterwards. I can't help it, man. Um, by the way, Michael was going to come on. Some things came up. He can't make it. Hey. It's all good. Yeah. We'll get his ass Friday at Soundcheck. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, come out and hang out. Watch us. Uh, by the way, guys, if you've been ever, if you ever went to that truck stop with the racetrack in the middle of it, they're giving me a wireless mic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'll be like the rap backup guy when Jeter's like fucking jamming. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> Word. The little John. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Tell me I won't. 
I won't. Uh, I won't. No. I won't because they won't let me come back. Yeah, I know. All right, man. Well, y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned for more announcements because there's a lot of them. Yeah, get ready. Uh, our trip to Georgia just got a lot longer. Hell yeah. So we'll talk about that later because we can't yet. Other than that, um, well, since this is the hometown hot rider also, don't rape each other. Or do. Okay, whatever. Bye-bye. Later.